0: to episode four of the Grunge Bible podcast. My name is Chris Salona. I'm along here with my good friend, Ethan Shalloway. Ethan, how are you doing today? Chris, I'm doing
1: pretty great. Um, it was a real nice day here, it was sunny and uh, we
0: got a podcast to record. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely, so this is this is our fourth podcast. So this is our fourth podcast. So that means that we now have officially, we officially have one more podcast than chords that Kurt Cobain knew on the guitar.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's a joke everybody um so either laugh or exit out of the podcast we probably lost half of our viewer or half of our listeners right there but yeah what are well you, gonna you do know
1: we only need four chords i guess so
0: exactly that's great or that's three the, that's, yeah, the, that's the old country music saying three chords in the truth um yeah you no know, kurt kurt was all of that so absolutely awesome. but so
1: before before back. we get uh too deep into it quick uh shout out i just want to this episode is brought to you by other than us, we have a really good friend who's doing some great work behind the scenes to make this possible. Uh, Drew McFadden, uh, we're going to have him on next week for an interview, our first interview. Um, but he's doing some audio engineering and some, he's hooking us up and helping us. He's a longtime friend. Um, next episode we're going to get, get into that. And, uh, what he's what he's been in music and what he's done, so real excited. But we want to start thanking the people that are are doing us a service.
0: So absolutely, so uh, big big thank you to Drew for everything that he does for us, and uh, we would not be uh, making this podcast without him. Uh, yeah. So very very thankful for that. So for yeah. this episode, um, we're doing something a little different. So fourth episode, uh, we're going to do a little Q and A today. So uh, yesterday we solicited the great people of the internet for the questions that they had for us. And there's a good, there's a good spread of questions as there usually is. So if you've been following the Instagram page for a while, you've known, uh, that we will periodically do Q and A's on Instagram, just through Instagram stories. So uh, the podcast is a is a great other dimension to uh, pull some questions, answer some questions, and talk music, talk not music, uh, pretty mm-hmm. much open season. And we'll we'll make a habit of doing these as we move forward. So um, just be on the lookout if you have any questions you want to ask. Um, pretty much about anything. That's what kind of makes this fun. So uh, I'm excited. At-
1: we usually get really good response with these people love asking questions. A lot of people like asking the same questions, but, uh,
0: yeah, let's, uh, you want to get into it? Should we just just start going? I I think we're going to go right into it. Um, so the first, first question we have here, um, it says, did Kurt Cobain's suicide push his image to become any more iconic opposed to if he didn't commit suicide or pass away earlier? And that's, you know, I think it's impossible to tell because there's only one thing that happened, you know, you know, Kurt's life ended at the age of 27 in 1994. Um, I mean, as, as it always seems to happen, uh, you know, once somebody, a public figure passes away, suddenly um, there is often an influx to, uh, you know, consume their work if they were in the public eye in that manner. Um, And I think that was obviously really evident with Kurt, but you know, my opinion is that he was uh, you know, he was such a transcendent musician in person, regardless that, you know, regardless of how, you know, he was going to pass away. If he passed away earlier, if he was still with us, I, I still think he'd be very highly regarded, but who's to say, who's to say how much?
1: Yeah. I, I've thought about this a lot. because a lot of people say that he's not like, like the joke in the beginning, Yeah, they say he's not very, not very, a, not much of a, a musician of sorts. And, and, um, you know, the death is what made him and the band so popular. But I would argue that what they were doing at the time was what made them popular. And then of course um, losing somebody that definitely attaches a lot of emotions. And I think emotions are what, um, you know, trigger or allow people to remember stuff so vividly. So I think that there was some longevity created from, and there's a lot of mystery, a mystery that comes behind of the people that, we lose before they can really get into their prime. That's
0: yeah. I mean sports only, only, and music three studio albums. He only recorded three studio albums for Nirvana yeah. and you know, I think they did Bleach in nineteen eighty nine and, and he passed away in nineteen ninety four. So, you know, not even not even five full years of, of making music. So, you know, and it's and it's really sad too, you know, because you think about, you know, just how much you know as an artist and and certainly that pales into pales in comparison mm-hmm. you know when you think about like as a person what he had to offer to those around him and those in his life and um, everything like that but you know it's it's a good question and it's it's one that you can never really answer because you know there's only one it only happened one way unfortunately mm-hmm. but so next question here um, how much do you make a year before taxes? this is a question that we got uh, Is you referring to
1: Grunge Bible specifically. Um, <laughs> or my,
0: my personal <laughs> yeah. income. Let me, let me just, uh, divulge all of my, my tax information. So I will, answer. let me count on my
1: hand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One, <much money.
0: laughs> uh, I, I've got a couple, a couple of quarters here. Um, basically my answer would be f- both for grunge Bible and both for myself. Um, not as much a, as you think a lot less than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people, I love when people are
1: like, like like you guys are such a big account. Like you guys make so much money. Why can't you just help out a little, like, or people always assume that we make so much money. Right.
0: Uh, well, Chris, it, don't We make a ton of money, right? Oh yeah. We're, we're rolling in the dough, which is why we have a state of the art podcast set up right here. <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: the answer is no, we don't, we don't just, you don't just make a lot of money by having a big Instagram. And I think right. that we're learning that, how it works. Yeah. We're learning that there is definitely a lot of work, you know, that goes into those people that make oh for sure a living off of like even 15,000 f- followers, people make livings and yeah, it's, they hustle, and, you know, yeah, they really do hustle. And they, they, I don't know if they're selling product or advertising, but right. Whatever uh, that stuff is. doesn't, I mean, sometimes it comes to you, but a lot of times they they're, you know, getting out there and, and figuring out ways to make money. So, yeah.
0: and, and I'll honestly say, you know, for, for both of us, I, I think I can speak for you as well, that you know, that's not really the main motivation here. It's not, you know, to turn it into a cash cow or, or have it be a cash cow. I mean, you look at our lives and, you know, we're both, you know, working, training, like we're both doing, we have other endeavors in our lives that take right. time, effort, and energy. And, and you know, this is just a really great part of our lives. And and I think for me, at least at this point, it's certainly more um, entertainment, if that's the right word, than it is uh, occupation. Absolutely.
1: I believe that people think that um, probably they probably think that we spend like 15 minutes total to like write all of the posts for the day. Like, I feel like I feel like people underestimate how long it takes to make as many posts as
0: this page puts out. Yeah, for sure. And I would say a lot of times, at least for me, um, when I'm making those posts, a lot of times I'm kind of just making them for me. You know, it's 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 what I'm selfish. <laughs> yeah, absolutely a little selfish. Yep. Um I'm I'm laying it all out there. But yeah, I mean a lot of it is you know, music that I'm listening to at that time that might be important to me, and there's a message that I might get to it. I'm not saying that it's the message because you know everything means something different to everybody. But you know, that's 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 what's fun for me about the account is like I can get excited about something musically that I hear or something that's impacted me musically, and and share it with people. And it's really cool, you know, when other people can share in that and say, you know, hey, like this impacted me as well.
1: Yeah, I I do the same thing. I'll, I'll I I make my best posts when I'm impacted by what I'm listening to or something that pops up. Um, you can always I think we can tell with both of us when we're really invested or where when, in our words we're mailing it in.
0: <laughs> you know. So apologies for when we mail it in, but um, sometimes they kill it. And flows it ebbs and <laughs> flows. Um, yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, sometimes
1: I love getting a text from you being like, this post is killing it. And it took me two minutes to write <laughs> two up. Two a minutes year.
0: to put it together. And, and, people, and I was, you never yeah. know what people are going to connect to. And that's, that's the cool exactly. thing about, about social media. Um, another question that kind of, uh, you know, just tallies on to what we were just talking about. Um, somebody asks, how do you deal with being bombarded with music listening recommendations from fans? Like this and that's one. a great question because in a given day, we'll get anywhere from 15 to 50 messages or comment suggestions that we should listen to this band, or we should check out somebody's band. Mm. Um, how, I, I, how, how do you I, deal with that? I wanna, I wanna say, can I
1: spin that question and ask it back to you?
0: Yeah, sure. You can. So, I'll, let, I'll let you play the Uno reverse card. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> if I was a band or whatever, and I wanted you to listen to music, how would you want them to compose the email? Like, what is a good composition to get? If you were trying to get somebody to listen to a band or whatever, how do you do it?
0: Man, see, most people, you know, goes down in in the DM, right? You know, we always get yeah. those DMs, and it's like, yeah, which hey, is fine. How yeah, do you get totally How do you get noticed? Cause... You get noticed. It's 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 a nice it's a nice message with you know a little bit of background about you. One thing that's always a turnoff for me is when people say that their their band sounds like whatever. You know, all of the you know, our band brings a mix of Alice in Chains, Soundgarden and the Stone Temple Pilots to you in a, in a thrashing 90s fashion. Like, don't just just tell me what you know what your music is. And, and preferably, you know, our our email is there. I, I love emails. Um, email, email. I love emails. <laughs> email gets to us way more directly. Absolutely. It can,
1: it's amazing how many people don't use it, actually.
0: Yeah, it's I it's, think it's a dying breed. Um yeah. I mean, that's, that's certainly what I like, you know, just straightforward. This is us. This is our band. This is a song. Uh, if you have a video, I love watching people play live. Uh, so I love it when you send live video of yourself playing or of your band playing. Um, I really enjoy live music as opposed to most studio stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, certainly uh, s- send that email. Don't, don't, yeah. don't just send that DM um, email then, does really well for me. Yeah for sure. So the second half of that question is just, yeah, say
1: so lay it back gener- to me so I can respond. Yeah.
0: The second half is just general song suggestions of, yes. um, you know, Hey, can you post this or, Hey, you should listen to this. And this is, I want to hear what you, you have to say, actually, I let's, let's hear it. So how do you deal with that? How do I deal with all the inboxes,
1: inboxed <laughs> messages on uh, bands? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's, short answer. I don't <laughs> because Obviously, like, um, I do, I, I like music discovery in like two forms, one finding on my own and two, like, re- re- um, recommended from a close friend. And those are the kind of two ways that I like to go about it. So I really can get into stuff when somebody like when I, when I trust their opinion tells me to listen to it. So, um, when I get a bunch of DMS, unless it's something I've, if I've heard of it or, um, you know, if it comes up with, I'm definitely a visual person too. So if it comes up with like the music video and it looks like it catches my eye, then I give it a listen. I kind of, I can sometimes judge it just on, you know, the video for a second. And uh, I don't know, I I, I probably click into stuff a little bit more than you do. Totally.
0: You you absolutely do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I'll click in and I'll give it, I'll give it five to 10 seconds. And I've heard that uh, with like bands that send stuff in, it's really typical. And I kind of was surprised by, it, by hearing that, like people listen for like the first 10 seconds. And if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't catch your eye and some, or your ear, they turn it off. And I do the same thing. Yep. Uh, I will, I, I give people a real fighting chance, but, um, usually I yeah. don't know. Usually I I don't get past 10 seconds. My
0: usual strategy with that, um, and this kind of harkens back to, I had an English teacher in high school named Mr. Clark. And in high school, you were assigned assigned reading books all the time, right? And just as often as you were assigned them, you know, nobody read them. Um, You would spark note it, you would you know, cliff notes, you would ask Jeeves, whatever you got to do. Um, ask so, your older
1: brother. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, steal the notes anything, from somebody. Anything, anything but to reading. to keep you from reading that damn book. <laughs> so anyways, he had this philosophy that he coined called the quince quince. You take the first 15 pages, you read those. And yes. You take the last 15 you read those. And, I like and according to him, he's like, hey, that's better than not reading the book. So that's kind of the strategy that I take, except it's not a first last. I usually listen to the first, you know. 10, 15, 20 seconds and I'll skip and I'll just try to cherry pick the chorus out. I'm a big chorus guy, but furthermore, I'm I'm a pretty big bridge guy. I love, I love a good bridge mm. and a song. So I'll, I'll try yeah. to just cherry pick those parts just to get a little bit of a piece. And if I like what I'm hearing, I'll certainly go back and listen, uh, from the beginning. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good question. We, we don't, there's no rhyme or reason to uh, when we fulfill requests. Um, I no, think, and that's, that's
1: another point. It, it yeah. really comes in the time of day. I'll, I'll get requests. And if it's like, if I'm in a hurry or if I'm just checking something on, a if I don't have a good solid 10 minutes to, to kind of burn, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't happen. But if I do, it, it just, it just depends on the mood. And I think that I don't know what that says about. It. I think it's just cuz we have a really high volume and I Absolutely. think that's why I like taking, you know, personal uh you know um referrals
0: for more. sure 100%. Uh next but, question here. If I would, could you? <laughs> Short answer: Yes. Yes, I've, I might, I may have run a little too far to get home, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, um, Ethan, you can't see the questions right here, but I would say at least twenty percent of them are related to Wood by oh, Alice and Chains, as is 100%. expected at this point. Should um, we,
1: should we go ahead and talk about that? Or? I think
0: that, so. Somebody suggested in the questions uh, that we should make an entire episode dedicated to that. So I, I think we do that. We keep them, keep them holding on for a couple more episodes before they junk the podcast.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it is dying a lot harder than I thought. So we're just going to let it die hard and we'll probably talk about yeah. it for, for quite a bit longer. So yeah, we'll that's squeeze every
0: ounce of life about that. Um, next question here. Uh, are there any lifelong friends you have made because of your music taste and how did mm. they come about? And, and I think I, I kind of take this as friends that we've met maybe through the page. Um, mm. and yeah, I mean, the answer is yes. Answer I, I've had a lot yes to of both of those. Yeah. In life, because I would someone
1: someone some I mean, well, you could argue that me and you are friends because of this. Yeah, for sure. In the simplest terms, mm-hmm. I I would absolutely in real like I would say. Well, I guess we'll hit. The, I'll hit the real life part first, and then maybe totally. you can do that. Do the the uh, GB side, but sure. as far as yeah, the music world it's just like any any other, um, you know, shared interest. I mean, it when some when I hear that somebody else listens to say Modest Mouse because that's a good one. That it's not like. I mean, it's it's definitely a big band, but like take even a smaller band like uh, Camp. You know, right. we really like that. When when I saw that you posted that, I instantly got excited, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. I didn't even." I mean, that I was like, I didn't even know that he listened to them. Oh yeah, and uh, you can easily. Uh, That's shared interest in like going to a concert with somebody that likes the same, or going to a concert with somebody. The idea that everybody's there for the same reasons to watch the same person because you probably get same similar feelings is really special so i've always found that music is a easy way easy barometer to kind of like i don't know understand that you know
0: yeah you have I, similar
1: I, you're on the same path in a way
0: yeah not not to sound too shallow but i mean i, I I think it's a great inroad in terms of, you know, learning something about somebody or, you know, that's actually not shallow. That's fairly insightful. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. I, and I think in terms of the page, um, yeah, I've, I've certainly met people and, and, you know, have, you know, friendships with people that I've met through this page, which is really cool. Um, and I I'd say that it echoes exactly what you just said in terms of, you know, music is just kind of a launching point and, you know, you just, how do you make friends in any other facet of your life? You know, you, they have, you have common ground and, and you, know, you just yeah. form a relationship off of that common ground. So it's, it's really cool. And, and there's definitely a lot of people that have come into my life and um, you know, through music, both, you know, through the page and just in day-to-day life. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a good question. Uh, the next one here, do you consider grunge to be a genre, a scene or something else? Mm. it's certainly I like that genre. i don't think it's, yeah, a
1: it's g- a, not a genre now nope. uh we get this question a ton they
0: about love to who, ask this question
1: they love asking who like who where what you know and i would say in the simplest terms i think seattle you know late 80s early 90s and it was just a, a very specific scene yes. so I'm, I'm going scene final answer yep. i think that i think there's plenty of you can you can replicate the sounds of the guitar and the sounds of say how hard you hit the drums and stuff, but uh, you can't really replicate you know the small settings and the the crowded you know the crowded basements and the uh, during you know a little bit of a like a
0: rise up. So absolutely, yeah. yeah, I would I would agree with that. I I think a lot of like the quote unquote grunge thing, you know, that was the whole grunge scene and and the marketing of it was a really big push by a lot of record companies to line their pockets. Mm. And, um, you know, musically a lot of these bands that we talk about all the time, didn't really have a whole lot in common. I mean, you know, in terms of if you listen to somebody like Nirvana versus someone like Alice in Chains, I mean, Alice in Chains, when they first started, I think I've said this before on the page, but like they were initially marketed on the metal circuit and Nirvana came pretty much straight from punk and, you know, I mean, these bands were all over the place, but it was the perfect, you know, conglomerate of so many different sounds that made it unique. But I don't think that there is one particular grunge genre outside of, I would use grunge to categorize Mud Honey because that's just what you do. But, um, It's the only true grunge band. Absolutely. That's it. Uh, Another question about the page here. I'm trying to mix them up a little bit. Some about music, some about the page, some random ones. Um, How do you think grunge Bible will come to an end?
1: Ooh, I like that. (laughs) How do I think grunge Bible will come to an end? Uh, Probably. Honestly, it probably, it'll probably get deleted by, uh, yeah, some some the, some former thing, and, and gonna Chris and I, down. <laughs> and Chris and I, Chris are gonna look at each other, and, and it's like it's over It's like it. yeah I'm like still?
0: you want to i would be like you are not there's no way we're going to do it. that again that is, that is it it's like i think i'll just pack my bags and go home yeah um, yeah i so, think that's it that's very likely <laughs> somehow like you've seen it before where things
1: just get shut down randomly
0: uh, i mean i hope it doesn't obviously i i, I think i think that might happen um or I mean, either wh- however it happens, I don't think it's going to be cinematic. I think one day either we're going to get banned or for something, uh, or we're just going to wake up and decide that we don't want to do it. And we'll probably just delete it or, or just let it, let it just live on its own untouched for the ages until Instagram blows up or the world blows up.
1: Who knows? We've, yeah, we've, we've, definitely, we've talked about it before. Like, um, when people like, Obviously pass away and they have two, two deaths, the time they physically die. And then the time that their name is last said, or someone says their name for the last time. Um, do you think that you'd go on to grunge Bible if it's been stagnant for a year and make a post like a year later? of, uh, like wood or something to keep it alive for a little bit longer.
0: (laughs) I still think people would be around. Um, I don't know whether I would have the desire to make another post at that time, but who knows? Uh, I don't know. That's the other thing too. Like, you know, I don't know how close or far away, uh, the, the death and burial of the account would be, but, um, I guess we'll find out eventually in the, in the years and or decades and or months to come. I don't know, man. We've been doing this for five years already. I'm saying
1: another five years, 2026.
0: Yeah, Yeah, man. That's that's still doing,
1: still doing grunge Bible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm still drinking coffee. So, (laughs) oh my goodness. Here's, here's another question. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Next question here. Eddie Vedder once said that everyone listens to music for a different reason. What would you say your reason is? Mm,
1: I like that. Um I would say easy easy answer would be it changes all the time. Uh, I would say that one the top reason that I listen to music um is probably just for the atmosphere that it can create. Um I love I love the idea, I love soundtracks to movies. I love the idea of having a soundtrack to your life. And that when you go into different phases of the day that there's different music that goes along i love you know waking up and you got your you got your morning coffee playlist you know and you and you have music that you just like a, an uh, easy easy wakening and you have the you know the kurt vile the you know phoebe you got the you know camp but then like as the day yeah. goes by if you're hitting the weight room you got a certain set of music for that and then oh, yeah. when you go into bed you got your you know, you're kind of winding down music. So mm. I would say the atmosphere that it could create is just it's just awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think all of those things and and for me I, I think the first thing that pops into my head is uh its ability to provide value. And that might be a little broad, but I'm just thinking about, you know, to complement and to solidify different emotions that you might be feeling. Um, you know, when you're sad, you know, you're able to listen to music that might make you understand things a little better. When you're feeling good, you can listen to music that'll punctuate that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just it's so open ended and it's so open to interpretation and it's changing all the time, as you said. And there's so much out there that you know you never know what the next thing you're going to discover is. And I think that's, that's a really, really fun part about it for me. And, and that's a lot of the reason why I listen is just to be able to hear how people express themselves, but, uh, Levon helm of, of the band. I'm, I'm a big fan of the band. He had a quote once and he yes. said, uh, he said, if you pour a little music over whatever's wrong, it'll sure help out. And I think, um, that's a lot of what I think about music right there.
1: Another, another, good question. Beautiful, the,
0: beautiful quote. Yeah. You know, the, the wonderful people of Instagram are really bringing some good questions here. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this so far. Uh, oh, this, yeah. this next question here is, is a good one. And I know Ethan, we chatted about this prior to, uh, hitting that record button, but, um, somebody asks, what would it take for you to record yourself singing wood by Alice in Chains?
1: Hmm. This
0: is a good one. Uh, <laughs> What did we say? Oh, <laughs> what, what metric, what metric do we measure this by? And, and, and also th- this question was asked by, um, by our friend Rex Culpepper, who, who plays football at Syracuse. Yeah. Um, so grunge Bible's favorite football team, um, for now and forever will be Syracuse. And, and our favorite quarterback is not Patrick Mahomes. It's not Tom Brady. It's Rex Culpepper. So thanks. Yes. Thanks for the question, but 100%. yeah, what? What? See, we can't make this too attainable because I I don't want to do it, and I don't think anyone <laughs> wants to hear it. Um, so it can't be like, oh, well, like if we, if we reach three hundred thousand followers, because that's probably going to happen at some um, point soonish. Um, but it, it's gotta it's it's gotta be possible, but it can't be, uh, easily attainable just because I I don't want to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Would well, you? I mean, we could put a number on uh like subscribers.
0: Yeah, or... that's that's a good idea.
1: You know, cause then it's, you know, we don't have any, and people are only going to hear about this through this. I,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, it, maybe it could be a multifaceted thing. So like any one of these things can trigger, I think like if we hit is, is 10,000 too high for YouTube subscribers? I don't I think mean, so.
1: I mean it's not too high. It's no. probably not gonna, that's not gonna
0: happen. <laughs> yeah. So so here's here we go. The the one one thing that could trigger it is if we get ten thousand subscribers on YouTube, we'll do it. another hundred If that we'll, happen
1: if that happens, I'll uh I'll, I'll 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 get somebody to professionally record. I'll fly us, oh, we'll oh, both absolutely. fly out We're gonna we'll go into go to a Yeah, we're gonna do it in a, in a
0: studio. Yeah, so that's that's one way. I, I think another thing that we talked about is if who's if gonna. This, oh my gosh, who's, that's, gonna sing which who's, who's gonna sing which part? Who's gonna sing which uh, part? We we can maybe let people vote on that, or we can do two takes. Uh, you know, if, if we're paying six hundred dollars an hour for studio time, why not? You know, why not get our money's worth? Uh, so that's definitely one way that we might trigger it. Um, and another thing that we said, if this podcast ever charts on like Spotify or Apple Music. I think we'd have to do it at that point, and then what's what's another metric? You know, if we if we reach half a million followers on Instagram or something, yeah. All right, that's that's I'll fair. Do that. yeah. I'll, I'll do that. I don't really, yeah. Think, you
1: know, I mean,
0: I, yeah, I'll do it if they yeah. really want to see it. You know, <laughs> if they want to see it and, and immediately want to run away. Um, so just for the record, ten thousand YouTube subscribers or a, or a charting podcast or five hundred thousand. Followers on Instagram.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's just like a when it happens thing.
0: Yeah. So hopefully we'll people have to forget be,
1: about this by that right, time. Right. I was say we... you'll have to, you'll have to remind us.
0: Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be a really, uh, really interesting uh, endeavor like that. if that happened. We're, we're, we're going to have to go all out if we do it. So, <clears throat> you know
1: what that reminded me of? That, that? uh Someone singing that. One of my favorite. I think, I think you reposted it, but it was, um, it was the Instagram account Faded Trade. Oh yes, and he yeah, our
0: good friend found, over there.
1: Yes, and he found a a songbook with wood in it, and it yes. had like it had the musical notes and like mm-hmm. just like a hymn, like a hymnal or a hymn book. Yep. And um, and it was amazing because he was like, <clears throat> he's like, and Lane Staley said, and then he. <laughs> go ahead and ripped from, it from out
0: the book, the book the book of alice yeah yeah uh, yeah and was, then he ripped it and it
1: was that was that was really great yeah I actually i love he, he weird shout out but he always pops up on the he's going live and i've clicked oh, yeah. in like i've clicked in a bunch of times he's got some great old shirts that yeah,
0: he sells some really old shirts so yeah he sells some really great odd. really
1: great st- Vintage stuff. It's yeah, pretty cool. We, we it's so like weird that. that there's there's like a market. There's a big market for
0: vintage shirts. <laughs> yeah, dude. Vintage, vintage, and thrifting. It's back. Well, I don't know if it ever went anywhere, but right. um, I mean that's the reason why we have this account because vintage is in the 90s are, are apparently, apparently in the nineties or or. And so it's it leaves the door open for uh you know lifeless posers such as ourselves to uh go in and apparently profit off of it because that first person thought we were making a lot of money off of this account, but uh, he's wrong. So. <laughs>
1: Would you uh would you consider the 90s to be like a pinnacle decade like it, all right um yeah like is the is 90s the perfect decade for music, I guess we'll go
0: specifically. For music, I mean, I'm I'm definitely partial to it. Um, I think I have to be at this point. Um, there's also a lot of good music out right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say well, you got you know, the 70s, you got the 80s, yeah, uh, you know. in the 60s maybe too. Not, I maybe mean, maybe not the 80s. Maybe the no, I, in the 80s. Put the 80s at the bottom. I'll listen. I'll listen to, to the, the, the jazz, 50s music before that. 20s before <laughs> that, and I'll listen to 50s doo wop before I listen to anything from the 80s. I, I just. Nothing against anything from the eighties. I just don't think it's aged well. Um, no, I, yeah. I don't. I don't appreciate much of any of it. Like it's. It's really hard for me to even listen to a band as talented as Van Halen, for example. I just. I just don't. Don't jive with the music. No, nothing yeah. against it, except Guns N' no. Roses. I hate Guns N' Roses. Yeah, everything against them. <laughs> yeah, everything against them. It's personal. <laughs> no Guns <laughs> N' Roses. That actually segues into a good question that we also um, have been asked. Um, hmm. And, and you know, I think we've had experience with this too. listening to FM radio in the United States. Uh, do you consider nineties grunge rock to be classic rock?
1: Oh, this is a, this is a good question. Um, my, cause my dad back home, he, he used, he listens to the, the classic rock station and he oh, yeah. was like, he's like, they're starting to put on Pearl jam and, mm-hmm. and, and Soundguard and, and, you know, the nineties and he's like, they're playing anything that's over 25 years old. That's how they classify classic rock. Yeah. Um, and I would say that I I would say just like, you know, grunge is a, a scene, a specific like mm-hmm. Seattle and a uh, time period, like classic rock is gotta be like sixties and seventies for me. Yeah. Like whenever I, when I think of classic rock, I think of sixties and seventies and. Oh, absolutely. Like that blend. Yeah. Blue. Like, like classic rock is a, a time period. Yeah.
0: And I agree. It's like the the golden age of something. Like it doesn't apply to apply to everything. It, it always, and, and this question reminds me it's, it's very low hanging fruit, but I have to get the reference in uh, the bowling for soup song, 1985. It's like, when, oh, did, yeah. Mo- when did Motley Crue become <laughs> classic rock? Like when did, when did Nirvana and Pearl Jam become classic rock? And by that 25 year metric, like in the very near future, there's going to be some, like hinder is going to be classic <laughs> rock
1: <laughs>
0: now the lips, lips, of, an lips angel, of an angel i can get behind <laughs> absolutely that should be played on every station regardless of what genre it is but i mean i wouldn't consider grunge rock to be classic rock um no i don't know classic rock I, has I'm, its own i'm in your camp
1: uh, about... yeah, it's got its own thing and grunge has its own thing and yep. i don't think the grunge uh the grunge fans would really want to call it cl- classic rock either no that's just the I radio they, stations trying to open up to some yeah. new, a new bass a little
0: bit. Yeah, just because alternative stations... Become, because
1: I'm sure they get tired of playing the same songs every yes, day.
0: just as I'm sure... Different accounts might get tired of posting the same songs every day, but nevertheless, uh, another question about, so there's actually a lot of questions about the page and the logistics of it. So if you guys are interested in that, let us know, and we could totally do an episode on that, but this is a, it's another good question kind of in that vein. Um, what do you all think has helped the most with outreach and growing your account?
1: Huh.
0: I think for me at least, the f- number one thing is just, uh, that we post a lot and we try to interact a lot. Well, I guess that's two things. I was just
1: say, which is it?
0: <laughs> um, you know, if I have to pick one, I think it's the fact that we interact. If my math is correct, yeah, I that is too. <laughs> I swear I have a bachelor's degree. It's fine. Um, it was a liberal arts degree, so it doesn't yeah. count, I guess, but yeah, I, I think it's interacting with people and, and responding to people. Um, I yeah. think that's, and, and that was, and we used to respond to everybody.
1: Well, I was gonna say it's it's multi, you know, dimensional here because in the beginning, responding was everything. I mean, we like we responded and people responded, and that's how you gain followers by interacting. Nope. But once the machine got going, I mean, at sometimes we, you know, I mean, like I said, we we'll, we'll go to bed and we'll. You know, we'll throw shit against the wall and see if it sticks, <laughs> and we'll wake up, and you wake up, and you're just like, "Oh shit!" Another 150 followers from like, oh, you be... know, some from flea slapping
0: the base. Oh, yeah, in, another in an 100, 175 angry comments about this not being
1: grunt. Yeah, and so, like, you know, we don't we don't interact while we're asleep, obviously. So right.
0: can't be it takes,
1: Yeah. So like in the beginning, uh, interaction was huge. Right now, like. I think the volume, as we've talked about, like that volume of posting just does extremely well, I don't yeah. know, I guess the algorithm, I get it. Just at this point, just when you have know. that many eyes on, like it just gets sent around by different people. So,
0: yeah and 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 I think one thing that I personally enjoy doing when it comes to running the page is is writing comments and my own opinions. I guess maybe it's an ego thing. I don't know. Um, writing writing just what I think about certain songs or uh, I like doing that a lot more than I do sharing information like chronological or historical information because you can find that stuff anywhere. but it seems seems like people seem to enjoy what we have to say in some way or another. so um, that's that's something i i think it helps um but it also helps to post wood by alice in chains every day so uh, we have been doing that um, we've
1: been consistent with that. that that really like picked up a lot of followers i mean
0: yeah people, people seem to like that and i, I think the yeah. joke should have died you know three months ago but apparently not <laughs> yeah i'm proven wrong once again as mm-hmm. I am with most things. I,
1: like, I don't even know if you liked it to start, but no, I
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it I was actually it. really,
1: it was actually really great. That first two weeks was it hilarious. Was funny Cause we didn't say anything and people. it was so good. And it was like, I mean, that's exactly what it is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like everything. The joke got taken too far now. Yeah. I don't but get now, the joke. I don't get the joke anymore. No, no. Now it's.
0: I mean, it's out of our control now. So we made oh, we yeah. made this monster, and now there's nothing we can do about it.
1: I I, I know people are going to get upset here, and that we don't like it, but
0: whatever. I'm not well, I'm, I'm not in it to make other people happy. I'm in it to to placate yeah. my myself. So that's actually not true, but I guess it's true for everybody. Um, yeah, cut that, Drew. No, yeah, it's we're going <laughs> to cut that out. <laughs> whatever. If you're still with us, I think we could probably say damn near anything and, and y'all would still listen but next question here um are presidents of the usa grunge i think they're referring to the band because there's nothing he grunge just, about there's nothing grunge about joe biden uh donald trump I um, um, hear. Uh, i'm gonna flip this question what is who is the
1: most grunge president <laughs>
0: the most grunge president okay it's it's certainly nobody from the 20th or 21st century since the lifestyles yeah. were too were too pampered right. um but and then the problem though is once you get into the, this is a good the 19th question for and 18th you. centuries uh you know a lot of those people are um, are staunch racists and and so on and, and very flawed characters but, as as, as, as all people grunge. are that's not grunge that that's not grunge that ain't grunge man who's <laughs> i'm going to pick <laughs> i'm going to pick someone like um I don't know. Someone completely, I know nothing about this man, but something tells me something tells me that Millard Fillmore was grunge as hell. Um, I think he was, he was a president in like the 1830s or 1840s maybe. Um, that, I mean, that's, that's kind of grungy. I mean, they didn't have indoor plumbing. Maybe he wore flannel. Um, you know, maybe he, I don't know. Millard Fillmore is my, Please, my, my pick.
1: Yeah, I, I want um, for let's, this video. If you guys, could, yeah, if you guys could comment who is the most grunge president, uh, we'd really appreciate that yeah. because we need to know and we yep. need this to be settled. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. As, and,
0: and there's there's no better public forum to answer questions. than I'm comment like, sections on social media posts. I, <laughs> like I feel like I heard some
1: story about. Uh, I'm mean, gonna. I, I don't even. Is it William Henry William Taft who died in his bathtub? Yeah. Is
0: it, yeah. Is, it <laughs> is it
1: is it Henry Taft? Well, William Henry?
0: Well, I I think that's his middle name, but I I know it was it was, it was William Taft. Yeah. 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 I, I mean that that you know, man was a unit, Ethan. He yeah, was an absolute ab- unit.
1: Yeah, absolute unit. My dad's a big presidents guy. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he would always quiz us. But I remember when he said like, you know how long he was in office? And we're like, I don't know. Wait, wasn't he the one that died of pneumonia? Like. No, that, minutes was, into that, his was, speech.
0: that was that was William Henry Harrison. So he was. Oh, William he was, Henry he Harris, was like, yeah. It was raining sideways on his inauguration day, and he gave like a six-hour speech, and he died like yeah. three that's months. That's pretty late. grunge. That's pretty grunge. You <laughs> know what? He, he's my front runner. Yeah, he's, he's, he's William Henry that Harrison, Harrison is. is he went against president.
1: what people said. this he they told him. To, I'm sure they told him to go in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that if they didn't have an advisor that said to go in. Yeah. And uh, that's a terrible. Yeah. Uh, so the cabinet or whatever, um, but
0: we're hereby closing down the comment section and it is settled that the most grunge president of all time was William Henry Harrison. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope to God that's the correct president for that story. I think it is, um, yeah. getting back to that question. Hey, I don't, don't quote me or yeah, quote me or quote me, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter because all of this is arbitrary anyways. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know enough of their music. My favorite presidents, of the United States song is truck stop on the moon. Mm-hmm that's that's my favorite from them
1: wow, since um, he doesn't know a lot of them that's also doesn't.
0: the also the only song that i know by them so, how do you not know peaches no i, I think i know peaches but millions of truck peaches, stop on the peaches. moon was on was on one of my playlists for a really really long time um and that's good i think i think i'm going to listen to that once we finish this podcast um next question about grunge um, i love presidents of the united states by the yeah, way but, i gotta get into him a little more uh, yeah. which songs from the grunge era hit you most in your feels. Ooh, in my feels, uh, at
1: this time of my life, nothing,
0: no, I kidding. Nothing. Uh, I feel nothing.
1: <laughs> the best, the best feels, uh, you know what, you know what, I was actually going to text you this other, the other day and yep. it's not your typical grunge band, but we've talked about them a lot. And if we're talking about feels and yep. feel, <laughs> I have to say dinosaur junior. Yeah. Every time, yeah, because sometimes I feel the pain of everyone, and then sometimes I feel nothing. But um, for some reason, when I listen to them and the guitar, I get really like, I get this like, um, you know, I get this like angst to me, where because it's like my type, it's definitely my type of sound, where it's not like it's not polished at all. It's pretty. I mean, it's polished in its own way, but it's not like your traditional singing or you know, the way it's com- composed. So I just, I, I, I think that I, whenever I feel that I always get this, like, it's like, a, like I said it's like a soundtrack for me. And I just feel very, totally. I just feel like very light and, uh, probably, you know, without being like soup, it's not like a super strong feeling. I just get, mm-hmm. I get like a really, I just have these modes where I listen to them.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a, that's a good pick for me. Um, I don't know if this is my definitive answer. I think it's hard to answer things definitively when there's so much variation uh, and and so many good songs coming from that era. But one that points out to me or pops out to me rather uh, would be zero chance by Soundgarden. Um, And it's like, you know, they say when you'll leave or, you know, born without a friend and bound to die alone. Like that that song is just, that song is really, really, really Mm -hmm. sad. And, And there's a part of the song, I think in the bridge where he's like, you know, why doesn't anyone believe in loneliness? Um, and that one's, you know, not to get super into it, but I think that that speaks a lot. And, you know, I think a lot of times when we're just thinking about things, you know, people don't people don't give other people credit for the situations that they're in or the isolation they might be in. And, you know, it's like, it's something that happens to other people, but they don't believe it when it's happening to you. But that, that's certainly one, um, one that pops up for me, but I mean, um, that, I mean, we could, we could do an entire, you know, yeah. month, months worth of podcasts about sad, uh, grunge era songs, but. We could do one.
1: We could do one talking about, uh,
0: the big sad we're we're very well versed in the big sad so yeah and just phds
1: (laughs) yeah and just talking yeah talking about how i don't know emotions and songs i do i do really appreciate sometimes uh you know the when you look when you listen to something and then you look them up and then you get a little backstory about them yeah then it makes songs a lot more a lot there's a lot more feeling drawn to that
0: 100 percent.
1: just like you were talking about like when you get a little more understanding of where they're coming from
0: yeah absolutely uh next question which might be the question that i'm most enthused to answer out of any question that we've been asked is uh do you guys listen to anything other than grunge rock and or alternative and the answer is yes because i honestly don't listen to a ton of grunge rock at this current uh crossroads or stage in of your life yeah, yeah. I, i'm not really listening to a whole lot of it so i'm sorry i guess um i apologize for that but i really don't um so ethan what are what are some what are some non-grunge or well i, I don't well, like- first answer this chris how how much how how many well all right
1: last year spotify how many minutes did you listen to oh over geez the year?
0: i was up to like 75 or 80,000 minutes. I think,
1: I think we both were over 80,000. Yeah. It was a and lot, which, which comes down to like, how much do you think you listen to a day? Oh, I, I, forget, music, I forget music the math
0: breakdown it is, but it's probably like five or six hours if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean you just kinda you always have it on the background. So like you can go through a lot of music and I do the same yeah. where I just have like have the headphones in or I'm always on the speaker for whatever I'm doing. Um mm-hmm. so definitely listen to a lot and it's not all grunge. No. I uh, so what it. So what music am am I listening to right now or what
0: What are are some things? And, and, and I think um, I'm going to make an executive decision and strike the word alternative from this question because alternative can mean damn near anything. Um, So Mm -hmm. let's just say, let's just say what's not grunge that we're listening to uh, because I think anything that we say could be alternative and I don't want people being like, Oh, well like that's alternative. So you can't answer that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Let's see. I really like, you know, I really have been listening to a lot of camp. We, we've been, mm-hmm. we talked about like camp and a little more, uh, you know, he has like a raspier voice and, and a lot of, a lot of guitar. Um, and it's, you know, it's, I guess it's in general, just kind of indie. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to a Mount joy concert in, oh, nice. uh, in about two at the end of May, which I'm yeah. very, very excited for It's very a nice. socially distance. Concert outdoor concert here in Birmingham, so they're bringing back concerts. So first concert in over a year. So and they're like indie, they're pretty good. Uh, they got some stuff on the radio. So yeah, I would say like anything that has um, a good acoustic guitar and a good uh, um, you know a slightly twangy uh, indie voice. Uh, I'm, I'm listening to right now. A lot of been
0: probably too. Then yeah, uh,
1: oh yeah, uh, Kurt yeah. Bile, He's been he's been on my he's been on the turntable for you know a couple of years now, ever since my good friend, Nick McMenamin got me into him. I've Nick. He's, been a, he's been a staple. He's, he's one of the better uh, singer songwriters. Yeah, of.
0: for sure. He's super talented. How about you? Um. Yeah, I would say, and I think I've talked about this on a previous episode, but I mean, I've been the, the past, like, you know, six to nine months, I've listened to a lot more of diverse music than what I'm normally, I'm normally siloed, you know, pretty firmly and alternative or, you know, rock and roll, I guess, alternative. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But lately, oh man, I've, I've kind of been all over the place, but, um, I've, you know, I've had a lot of, uh, been listening to a lot of camp cope lately. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to, um, Always a lot of Phoebe Bridgers, Julian Baker, uh, her new record. I just got it in the mail yesterday. Yeah. I saw that. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, then also getting into uh, beach bunny, which is another band. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll bounce all around. I've been on a Kurt Vile kick lately actually as well. Uh, I've never really gone super, super deep into his work, but starting to do that. And same goes for modest mouse. Uh, and I, I love it. Um, I'll just put modest mouse on while I'm working during the day and oh, yeah. just, just let it, let it play. You know, that's, I I love, I love musicians like that, that, you know, you just put them on in the back and you don't have to think about skipping any songs since they're all, they're all really good. Yeah absolutely um i think we're running we're running north of 40 minutes here so i think this will be the last question here and it's a very important question um Mm -hmm. somebody asks has anyone from the alice in chains camp ever reached out to you about the whole wood obsession and well first the easy part of that question or the easy part of that answer would be no they have not they haven't yet
1: they haven't yet we've had quite a few interactions with fans and um you know famous people that we look up to uh you know to name a
0: few what's <laughs> do we name i don't think we name names here okay. we, we keep it we keep it we keep that so wow. we, we've
1: had some interactions and we we really tried to get jerry to notice us jerry, jerry's a like the
0: great white buffalo of the page he's out yeah. there we can't we can't get him though apparently so.
1: I, as far as i'm concerned, we we haven't had any any interaction yet
0: Not nothing from Allison Chains or or Jerry or or Mike or or William. Do you think it's possible? I think it's certainly possible because a lot of some of the people that we've uh, had communication with, I would not have thought would be possible uh, to do that. And and who knows, maybe you know, when we want to, we could uh, we could do an episode about that maybe at some point. But um, they haven't. uh, It would be cool. So somebody, this, this there's a fun story. So, you know, as you know, probably we've been posting it a lot um, just as kind of a joke and we've killed the joke. (laughs) Um, But it's like a snake, you know, you cut off the head and the snake's still rolling around a little bit, but somebody um, somebody commented once and they were like, wow, like what a horrible thing to do to tarnish a song's legacy. And like, we don't, we're not that important, man. And that's what I told this person in the comments. I was like, I think you're really overestimating a, marginally popular instagram page in terms of its ability to impact the legacy of a song that was released like 30 years ago um i think if there's one thing that could come out of this it'd be kind of cool as if somehow what we're doing with that song uh finds its way into the footnotes of of you know the Wikipedia page for that song is like, oh, it was it was uh it was marginally repopularized in the year 2021 by by a, a group of, of Instagram users. Yeah. that we gave something it a, like that. That'd be we funny. gave it
1: a little pop, just like the Fleetwood Mac song, Uh dreams. Yeah, with
0: yeah, with, with the with the guy on the on the skateboard. Because that that
1: that charted uh, like I yeah. don't know if it got the number one song or not, but
0: yeah, something like that, real quickly. That would be really funny. Yeah, that so would that, be cool if we gave key. it a little.
1: Gave it a little pop here in twenty twenty
0: one. If anybody here who is listening is a TikToker with a following and you do the TikTok dance stuff, <laughs> make a TikTok dance um yeah. to wood. Like we need to we need to get someone like you know, if we got like Charlie D'Amelio, who's like the most popular uh TikToker, if we get her to, <laughs> to do a to do a dance to wood, uh we'd be we'd be cruising. But um that's a good question. Hopefully that answer changes eventually. Yeah, uh, just, just talking cool. about it out yeah, loud yeah talking i
1: say talking about it out loud actually kind of kind of gives me hope that it could happen and, and something, honestly something like that could take off and, and honestly could, uh,
0: i think it would be funnier if they somehow reached out to us and told us told us to fuck off um i think that would be even funnier <laughs> um we'll yeah see. like it, yeah but would do you think that they take it as a uh, tarnishing the legacy yeah yeah oh oh, man no those those guys not jerry no those guys have been. i mean we're you know we're a we're a we're a pebble pebble on the beach for them so
1: if i had to you know if i was worried about one of the big four getting upset it wouldn't be jerry
0: no i think i think it would be the ghost of kurt cobain i think he would yeah he'd, he'd haunt me or something maybe he will after that maybe i spoke it into existence but We shall see, but I think uh, I think we'll put a lid on the Q and A here. Um, That was really good, and so there's a lot of questions uh, that were submitted that we haven't asked or that we haven't answered, rather. But moving forward, we're going to do the same thing. Uh, We'll probably do this every like four or five or you know six. We'll see if you guys like it. We can do it frequently. If you guys don't like it, we can never do it again.
1: Yeah, we could. We could also kind of direct the questions. We could say, "Hey, Q and A all about." you know, statistics or we could do Q and a all about, so we have some ideas Mm -hmm. and we can kind of funnel
0: and make it a little bit. If you want to talk music, we'll talk music. If you want to talk social media, we will. If you want to talk about our personal financial situations, uh, (laughs) we might do that. I don't think we will, but who knows? You never know. There's
1: nothing to talk about. There's not really a whole lot to
0: discuss. We we couldn't do a 45 minute episode on that. Let's just, let's just put it that way. Oh my really gosh. Quick.
1: But you know, that's... I was just uh, real quick if yeah. if somehow Dave Grohl would ever if he would ever tell me to fuck off, I would be, I'd be okay extreme with that. I would be, I would not I think I would be extremely upset. He's you the only person. He? Yeah,
0: that's the person that get you.
1: Yeah, Dave Grohl, if he just said like, "You know what, Ethan? Like, you're not that great." I would just <laughs> be like, "Oh my
0: god." Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> only no. only him though. Yeah, I think I think him or somebody like um someone like stone Gossard just because I can't, I can't really imagine stone being like super, super angry at anybody. Like right. if he, if he got angry at me, it's like the, uh, it's like the teacher in, in middle school that was like super chill with everybody who, you know, you just stepped over the line one day and he actually yelled for the first time. Hey, okay, Like, uh, wow, I
1: took it too far. Yeah. And then like, you're sitting you there just that?
0: thinking for the next couple of days about like, man, like if I could take that back. So uh, who would hopefully- you, who would you think would be the
1: funniest to get really mad at you? <sighs>
0: Um, like who like if somebody
1: got mad at you, who would you just like laugh like
0: i don't i don't know i don't want to i don't want to insult uh you know the character of anybody here but uh, i i think if that's the
1: point like
0: yeah, that's true you're right that's totally the point <laughs> if they, if they got mad answer, at... yeah i'll answer it this way uh maybe not for me but if there's somebody that collectively, the page would love to see get upset at us. I think it would be Chad Kroger.
1: Yeah, I was thinking. Scott, be, yeah, I was thinking Scott, Scott Stap. Like if two. Scott, if Scott, like heard this and would be like, "Fuck Grunge Bible," fuck
0: it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we would just be like, "That'd be great." I mean, like, it, it, it wouldn't be great because we made him upset. It would be great because it would be funny. Um, yeah, obviously. That's all, you know, yeah. We okay. love, I mean, we'll I, both say it. Yeah. I love Creed. We love, and we love Nickelback. I'll, I'll tell you, I don't think I've told this on the podcast. The first seat, <laughs> the first CD that I ever owned was all the right reasons by Nickelback. I was, I was eight yes. years old and it came I out. Had it. I had two, it too. 2005 or, yeah, I was nine years old, but yeah, that was, that was it. So, um, if any of you grunge purists or music gatekeepers are still with us, I'm sure this will, this will push you to turn it off and, and block us and unfollow us, In which case I'm happy about that. Cause I don't want you, I don't want you here if, it, if you're going to get upset about that, but, um, That was good. So, you know, we, Ethan, we talked a little bit today about our financial situations um, and that's the perfect segue into kind of how we want to wrap this up, which is, you know, we're four episodes in now Uh, we've got a lot more coming, you know, God willing that neither of us dies or we don't get banned or shut down or whatever. Um, And if, if you're liking what you're hearing right now, which I mean, I hope you are Um, if you're not, I really wouldn't be surprised though. But if you like what you hear and you would, you know, feel inclined to support this podcast in any way, shape, or form. There are a couple ways you can do that. So every way that you can support us or find out more information, you can go to grungebible.com. Um, so our name followed by .com. I think y'all know how to use the internet. Um, there's a couple different things you can do. We have a merchandise page on Teespring, which will be linked there. Um, we've got some some merch we got some merch there for you to purchase. And additionally, uh, we have a Patreon account, which, um, if you're not familiar with Patreon, you can basically go in and select the level of which you would like to support us in a monthly fashion. Um, so those are really the two ways. Um, additionally, other things that will really help us out. Uh, if you subscribe to us on YouTube, if you subscribe to us and like us and leave us reviews on any podcasting platform that you might be listening to us on. Um, and I think additionally, if you want to help us out, you know, give us some feedback, send us a direct message about what you think about the podcast. If you like it, if you hate it, um, if you're really upset that we just slandered Scott Stapp and Chad Kroger, um, let us know, uh, we might not listen to you, but we'll certainly read it. I think that's the standard for direct messages these days. We will read it. We may not respond. We may not listen, but we might. Um, and I think, yeah. with this, you know, if, if, if you've got some suggestions or criticisms, I, you know, we'd love to hear it. Um, but those are kind of the ways. So once again. If you're interested in helping us out, showing some showing some support, you can go to grungebible.com and do just that. So once again, I think we'd like to thank uh, Drew McFadden for being our producer, being the man behind the music on this podcast, and being the general jack of all trades when it comes to podcasting. Uh, we're really thankful for his support here. Uh, Ethan, do you have any any closing words here on episode four?
1: No, I think you nailed it on the head. Um yeah. If, I mean, the more, the more support we get, the more we can put into this, it's pretty simple. Um, if you guys really, you know, somehow we get a salary from doing this, then we'll be able to, we'll be able to do a lot more cool stuff able to do a lot and, uh, cooler stuff. And we got, and we, what we're going to, we got through, we want to take care of. So, you know, we're just making, uh, I guess a dream into a reality. So it's pretty fun to be a part of. And we think we're thankful for every little bit of help that we can get. Hundred percent.
0: One last thing, I realized we forgot a uh, song of the week. So just mm. tell, tell me the song, tell me the artist. No other explanations, since we're running short on time. Let's hear it. You get you get one shot. Yeah. Right.
1: Song of the week. I was usually I quick pull up my I I quick pull up my Spotify and look at my most recently liked song. Yeah. I'm gonna say I don't want to say them again. Um, I'm gonna say twin size mattress by the front bottoms. An oldie but a goodie. It's one of my favorite bands, uh, twin size mattress.
0: Excellent. Um, I think my, my song of the week, uh, school of fish, three mm-hmm. strange days. That's, that's been the song of the year, man. Song of the last year and a half. The, song whole pandemic, of the, year. the entire pandemic has been three strange days. Indeed. I love that. So go, go check those songs out. If you're, if you're interested in that, but three strange um, days and twin side, uh, and twin size matches. Absolutely. Well, if you're still with us, we thank you so much for tuning into episode four of the grunge Bible podcast. Once again, I'm Chris Salona, along with Ethan Shalloway. And if you liked what you're hearing, uh, stay tuned. We'll be back next week with episode five and we'll be interviewing Drew McFadden. Cheers
1: guys. And rock and roll. Rock and roll. Oh.